0: everybody we welcome you in to another edition of inside boxing live i am your host dan canobio keeping you updated on the world of boxing week after week thank you so much to everyone who tuned in last week sent messages one of our highest uh, downloaded episode one of our most watched episode with ryan garcia uh, he had a lot to say made some headlines you know espn picked it up uh, boxing scene picked it up so i appreciate that uh you know, he had a lot to say. Uh, people have a lot to say about Ryan Garcia, and uh, I try to uh, bring you the best guests every, every single week. Some housekeeping notes. Uh, you can watch this show every single week on the Fubo Sports Network, as well as Pluto TV's boxing channel. You can listen to it, of course, traditional podcast streaming platforms like Spotify uh, and iTunes. Uh, this week, we are going to air our interview with Dame Lillard, Portland Trailblazer, uh for now and a big time boxing fan we get down and dirty with Dame Lillard on how he became a boxing fan uh what led him to uh you know train as a basketball player in boxing he says he uh, attributes a lot of his success in in basketball uh, to boxing training in the off season, you know, his legs and his stamina and his core muscles. And of course we talk about all the things that are going on in today's game, whether it's Canelo, uh, whether who's the best young fighter, uh, today, the politics of the sport, women's boxing, really, really fun interview with Dame Lillard of uh, the portland Blazers, really excited uh to bring that uh to you guys uh it's been a great stretch here on inside boxing live once again just can't thank you uh people out there enough if you're discovering the show now you know, don't forget to subscribe to our youtube page CompuBox box tv where i drop a lot of videos there as well uh big guests i have a really 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 big guest coming on next week i can't give it away just yet but he is a legend we're going back to our legend series i know that january was going to be legends month but when this legend says that he is willing or oh, I just gave a little bit of a hint. It's a he. I do want to get some female legends on as well. But when this legend says that he's willing to come on the show, you make room, (laughs) you make room for this guy. So that's coming next week. Uh, A lot of news and notes in the boxing world. We're getting close to a George Cambosos Uh, selecting his next opponent. Doesn't look like it's going to be Devin Haney. It's looking like it's going to be Vasily Lomachenko sometime in June. Canelo has to pick an opponent. Uh, Mike Kavager dropped a bomb last week by saying that Dimitri Bivol and Triple G could be the next two opponents. Uh, Charlo, Jamal Charlo, uh, is out of the running. He's in the headlines too for all the wrong reasons. Uh, with some legal troubles don't want to get too much into that because I simply do not know enough about it Uh, but let's talk about something that we do know this upcoming boxing schedule is absolutely loaded so I decided that I want to give you the top 10 fights on the boxing schedule this is my top 10 I'm going to rank them Uh, it goes by my formula is obviously the fights come first best fights and also big events uh, feel free to debate this on the YouTube comment section. Feel free to debate this on Twitter. Hit me back with your, uh, best, uh, your favorite top 10 fights coming up this year. But from now until about May 7th, when we know that Canelo is going to be fighting, we just don't know who, it, There is a dizzying amount of fights. It was hard uh, to rank these. It was hard to find just 10. I had so many more, but I'm going to start at number 10. with Sebastian Fundora versus Erickson Lubin. It's going down April 9th on Showtime. April is going to be a phenomenal month. Uh, but the 154-pound division, as we know, is loaded. Uh, Castanio and Charlo, who are also on this list, are, are going to fight uh, you know, their rematch for Undisputed. Uh, you know, so apparently, who uh, Fandora and Lubin are going to want next. And I know Tim Zhu is going to fight on this card as well. And he wants next as well. So 154 is everything that's right uh, with boxing. Fandora's coming off of that, you know, decent win over Sergio Garcia, where he got a little bit exposed. And of course, Erickson Lubin has rebuilt himself perfectly since that KO loss to Charlo so many years back. Lubin is, I mean, he is a definition or, you know, how to move a fighter after a devastating loss early on in his career. He's banging on the door uh, for a title shot. Love that fight at number 10. Coming in at number nine, this is a clash between... England and Ireland. Uh, It's going to be a raucous, raucous. I know it's already sold out. I'm talking Lee Wood versus Mick Conlon, March 12th. This is for Lee Wood's uh, 126-pound regular title. This is part of the WBA's consolidation of the belts. It's Mick Conlon's first title shot. He's been on the scene for a long time with top rank. This one went to Perspid. Conlon will be fighting on the zone for the first time. Obviously, Lee Wood had that huge win over Zucan. Earlier this year, they already said it's, it's going to be sold out. Uh, it's going to be really, I mean, I think they had to separate the, the fans. If I'm reading that correctly, like there's going to be an Irish section and, in a, and an English section. That's going to be awesome. Uh, I mean, who loves, we love a, a raucous crowd. We love a lively crowd, world title bout. Also, I think it's just going to be a really good fight. You know, Conlon, this is a big time step up for him and we're going to see if Lee Wood is the goods. Uh to rhyme there. Uh going to number eight, Jose Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza. Love this fight. March 4th on regular ESPN. That's a Friday night. As we know, March 5th is going to be uh Roman Gonzalez and, and JC Martinez on the zone. But on Friday night on ESPN, this fight got moved back because of I think pretty sure Pedraza got COVID. Uh, but Jose Ramirez coming off of that loss, that very close, close loss, uh at, at 140 in that undisputed fight. Um against josh taylor of course uh you know he could have taken a tune-up he could have taken maybe a gimme no jose pedraza of course i know maybe he's at like gatekeeper status now but he is a very good fighter Uh, that's going to be a a war and that's another mexican versus puerto rico obviously they have a long history that's march 4th on regular espn i just kind of gave away a little bit but number seven just to show you how many good fights are coming up i have roman gonzalez versus jc martinez at number seven Obviously, if this was Roman Gonzalez versus Estrada three, like we thought we were getting, it would probably be number one on my list. But Estrada got uh, sick with COVID and couldn't recover in time. Insert J.C. Martinez. Uh, We just saw two weeks ago, Bam Rodriguez uh, step in and and win a title over Quadras. Now we're going to see if J.C. Martinez can go, uh, you know, step up and wait. Jump into the deep end against uh, Roman Gonzalez, March 5th on the zone. Obviously, Gonzalez is just a legend. Uh, Chocolatito, uh, you know, I'm done, you know, doubting him this stage in his career, you know, threw the most punches and landed the most punches in a fight last year. Over a thousand punches thrown, over 300 punches landed, you know, did it two years ago, also did it in 2011. So Roman Gonzalez is a beast. So I expect him to win this fight. But JC Martinez has power. Is it going to be able to translate at this higher weight against Roman uh, Gonzalez we will see March 5th on the zone. So great weekend, March 4th with Jose Ramirez-Pedraza, and then March 5th with Gonzalez versus uh, Martinez. We're moving along here. This is my top 10 favorite fights on the boxing schedule. Tyson Fury versus Dillian White, number six. This is April 30th on ESPN pay-per-view. I'm putting an asterisk next to this one because as we record this podcast, Dillian White still has not signed on the dotted line. He's obviously posturing for more money. The fight's going to happen. Eddie Hearn, I spoke with him at the Jake Paul. Uh, Jake Paul. <laughs> he was there. The Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor press conference, and, and Eddie Hearn assured the entire media uh, contingent there that Dillian White will be signing on the dotted line, but he's just posturing. Uh, for more money. Tyson Fury, of course, is getting like $33 million. It's one of the biggest purse bids ever. Uh, It's going to be an ESPN pay-per-view on April 30th. Maybe they're looking at Wembley. I like this fight. Uh, I think Fury's going to win. I I like it because it's something fresh. You know, Fury's going back to the UK for the first time since his uh, comeback tour early on when he came back when he was was huge after being out for a while. Uh, It's his first you Know three of his last five fights have been against Deontay Wilder, and of course, the storyline with, with Dillian White. Uh, you know, do you look at him as a martyr? Uh, WBC's longest, uh, you know, number one contender, or whatever, however that goes with him getting knocked out by Pavekin and avenging that loss. I think it's gonna be an awesome scene. Uh, and I also think it's gonna set up uh, a next huge paper, a next big heavyweight fight. I like Tyson Fury to win that one, April 30th. That ends the. That's on April 30th. I think it's April 23rd. I got that wrong. Yeah, it's April 23rd. April 30th is some other big fights that are on this list. Coming in at number five, Jamel Charlo versus Brian Castaño 2. March 19th on regular Showtime. My One of my three favorite fights of last year was Charlo Castaño. I love when you have a pressure fighter versus a knockout guy. Obviously, Castaño is the pressure fighter and Jermar Charlo is the knockout guy. Their first fight, there was only a 22 punch difference in landed punches. This was a really close fight. I thought Charlo uh, lost it. I thought Castano edged it out. Charlo brought Castano's volume way down. You know, he was in the, I think he threw less than 600 punches. You know, this is a guy that routinely averages over a thousand punches thrown in a fight in Castano. But Charlo, you know, f- made Castano fight his fight and still couldn't win. So I- I'm looking to see can, can Castano replicate his performance? Because he fought the def- the fight of his life and didn't get his hand raised, or he did get his hand raised, but the Charlo got his hand raised too, because it was a draw. Charlo can certainly appro- uh, improve, but Ken Castanio is part of this great, uh, you know, round robin at 154 pounds. You know, whoever wins this fight is going to be either fighting Tim Zoo, Erickson Lubin, or Sebastian Fundora. So I love the 154 pound. Uh, division moving on number four we're getting close down to the top three number four this is shows you how great of a list this is or are great how many great fights are coming up errol spence jr versus your dennis ugas april 16th on showtime pay-per-view not fox pay-per-view that's a nice little wrinkle uh but of course three belt unification uh it's going down at jerry world at&t stadium errol spence's first fight since december 2020 when he defeated danny garcia Uh, It's his first fight since the Eye injury, which sidelined him, and he could not fight Manny Pacquiao. Speaking of Manny Pacquiao, your Dennis Ugas defeated and retired Manny Pacquiao. This also is what's right with boxing. Now, of course, we want to see Spence versus Crawford, but we also want to see guys get their shots. Guys climb the ladder. Your Dennis Ugas climbing the ladder. Uh, you know, it was, it, did you have him beating Porter? Uh, maybe, but, you know, he has certainly deserves this three-belt unification by beating Manny Pacquiao, who many had you know as the favorite in in their fight uh last uh august of course spence stylistically i love this fight too because spence is a very busy fighter there was close to 70 punches around which is a a ton at welterweight ugas is more of that slickster you know the cuban style really good jab really good defense two southpaws going at it three belts on the line this could potentially get us closer to a four belt undisputed fight the winner should fight um Terrence Crawford in a perfect world let's go to number three Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez April 30th on ESPN this is the first unification bout at 130 since 2005 we're going to get our first unified champion at 130 since 2005 love this fight I mean talk about everything that's right with boxing once again and this is like you know one of the top two guys in the division stylistically this fight is going to be great because stevenson is a defensive wizard one of the best defensive fighters in all of boxing only gets hit with 12 percent 4.7 punches per round valdez has that hook his patented left hook will he be able to land it on stevenson stevenson has not been tested so far in his career there hasn't been anything flush to land on shakur stevenson in his young career which is impressive i do think valdez will land something how will stevenson react and as for valdez uh, you know, I tweeted something last week that he has improved defensively under Eddie Reynoso. Uh, six fights with Reynoso, 17% his opponents are landing on him. He's down to 43 punches around under Eddie Reynoso over uh, six fights. Before Reynoso, he was throwing 66 punches around. He was a brawler, getting hit with 22%. That just shows you the Reynoso effect. Number two uh, of up this on this list of my favorite fights on the boxing schedule, it's Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. History. How much more history can you get in this one? April 30th on DAZN, first ever women's fight to headline at Madison Square Garden in its history. We got a seven-division world champion, Amanda Serrano, arguably, you know, top one or two, pound for pound. You got Katie Taylor, who, you know, many have as the number one pound for pound, and the Ring Magazine does, and she is the undisputed champion at 135. She is the two-time Olympic gold medalist, has an entire country behind her in Ireland. She's going to be fighting at MSG. It's, the crowd is going to be raucous. Jake Paul involved. Eddie Hearn involved. So much buzz for this fight. I was there at the press conference two weeks ago, and it was felt different. It felt historic. Plus, I think it's going to be a damn good fight once they get inside the ring. Amanda Serrano's a beast. Throws seventy-seven punches around in two-minute rounds. So that's equivalent to over hundred punches thrown around. If, she, if they were doing three minutes, Serrano wants three minutes. Katie Taylor doesn't. Katie Taylor is very accurate. You know, she's going to try to get this fight fought at her pace. And Serrano is going to push the pace. Love those types of fights. And number one, can we get a drum roll, please? My favorite fight on the upcoming boxing schedule, if you just do process of elimination, you're getting Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua. Two, the rematch. Massive three-belt rematch in the heavyweight division will dictate what's next. This The winner of this fight, in theory, should fight the winner of Fury uh, versus Dillian White. Storylines galore in this fight. You know, will Usyk uh, replicate that performance? Will Joshua with a new trainer? He said that he maybe not, even, he won't even have a trainer. Uh, this fight isn't final yet, but it's pretty sure it's going to happen. I have a big-time asterisk next to this one. But will Joshua fight like the bigger man? Will he be the Joshua that we saw pre Klitschko, where he threw 70% of his thrown punches were power shots? Or is it going to be the guy that we've seen since the Klitschko fight, where 70% of his thrown punches are jabs? Too cautious. Why did he try to outbox Usyk in the first fight? Terrible game plan. Ended up firing his trainer because of that. So I'm curious to see if he goes, if he makes it a firefight, this could be a classic. You know, he could get sparked. He could also knock out Usyk. Then we can get maybe Joshua versus Fury. Uh, Fury should beat uh, uh, Dillian White. I mean, I love that. That's why it's number one. I'm a big heavyweight guy. It's always going to be the the, the top guys for me. Uh, But there it is. My top 10. I left some out there. You know, obviously Canelo, Kamboso, Slomachenko. if that gets made. You know, Ennis versus Clayton. You know, Josh Josh Taylor versus uh, Jack Catterall, Colbert versus, uh, you know, uh, Gutierrez. A lot of good fights. But there it is, my top 10. Let's get right now to Dame Lillard. This upcoming interview with Dame Lillard is brought to you by the eSports Boxing Club. We finally have a new boxing video game and it's on the way. Uh, I've seen it myself. It looks phenomenal. The graphics are dope. Uh, The career mode is insane. And the roster, every major fighter uh, from Deontay Wilder, to Tyson Fury, Canelo Alvarez, you got Terrence Crawford in there, and so many active fighters in the game, as well as past legends. How would you like to play with Muhammad Ali or Sugar Ray Leonard or Sugar Ray Robinson, the great, of the past you can do that uh, the esports boxing club coming to all major consoles this year check them out at esportsboxingclub.com and all of their socials all right it's time to bring in our guests we finally got him he is the biggest boxing fan in the nba i think it's safe to say that you know him six-time all-star dame lillard portland trailblazers i'm excited to talk boxing Uh, with you, Dame. First off, how's it going? So you're getting a massage right now. You got to be nice and relaxed.
1: I'm nice and relaxed, man. I had uh, surgery like 15 days ago, so I've been doing rehab, recovering, and now I'm starting to do some massages to break up some of the scar tissue and keep my body right. So, yeah, man. you, you correct in saying I'm the biggest boxing fan in the NBA and it's probably not not that close.
0: No, it's not close at all. And you know why I know is because you're active on Twitter and you're not just talking about the Canelos, the Wilders, the Furies. I mean, you do talk about that, too, but you're deep in the weeds. You know, you're talking about the business side of things. You're talking about the lower weight guys, Jock Clotito. So it's clear like you, your boxing credentials are, are there. And I know it started at an early age. What was your your first recollection or your first memory of boxing? How'd you get into the sport?
1: Uh well, I think everybody had the, the same thing in your childhood. Everybody think that they can fight. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like fight break out. Everybody think that you know they can beat up anybody or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and growing up in, in my neighborhood, we had a boxing gym in my neighborhood, and I only had been to it maybe once or twice. You know, and that was where I saw that it was actually a science to it you know it wasn't just who can throw their hands the best it was Mm -hmm. a lot a lot more to it than just being tough and you know being able to punch hard and um you know it wasn't something that I wanted to be committed to you know what I mean it was like oh this ain't what I thought it was um but I really enjoyed seeing how many layers it was to um the science you know Mm -hmm. or the sweet science so to say um and just growing up you know Um, the prize fighting, Mike Tyson, Holyfield, uh, Brunel Whitaker, you know, all those guys, um, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, the the family always had the big fights on, so Mm -hmm. I was always, you know, in touch with that, and then as I got older, I started to um, look into it deeper myself, you know, I started to try to look into guys that weren't well-known, but were up and coming, and try to figure out, you know, who they were as people, and listening to the trainers and watching them train and listening to them speak and stuff like that. Just so I could be like kind of following to see like who the next one was going to be. I would almost be trying to figure out like who I could see being Mm -hmm. the up and coming fighters. So that's why I'm, I'm so familiar with um, guys that, you know, anybody that doesn't really follow the, the sport would know.
0: Who do you think is the guy now? I mean, you, I know you do your research. Who's the guy up and coming that isn't in the headlines all the time that you think will be a pound-for-pound pound guy?
1: The guy that I think that is right now, mm-hmm. I would say uh, Boots Ennis. Hell, yeah. Like, I think it's a lot of up and coming, like, young stars. Obviously, you got mm-hmm. the the ones that everybody talk about, the Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Garcia, you know, those are the ones that everybody talks about. But I think Boots, you know, he's yeah. he's the one that's like people starting to <laughs> to talk about him a little more and they starting to, you know, learn about him. But yeah, like the level of a fighter he is, is is that level. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be that one that just come out and it'll it'll be kinda like Errol Spitz was. Dude, like was exactly. hearing, they was hearing about Errol Spitz, <laughs> Warren Floyd and stuff like yeah. that. But really knew until he went over there and and knocked out kill brook so that's
0: exactly right i had boots on this show and i said dude you have the same rise the same come up that spence did like people heard about him knocking everyone out had to do it the hard way because no one wanted to fight spence because Mm -hmm. you know it didn't mean anything financially it was one of those you know low risk high reward type of, of fights that's the same thing with boots but people are starting to know him now and i took a mandatory shot for Spence to win that title. He had to go overseas to do it. You know, it's going to come to a head now with boots where he's going to have to, you know, he he was just last week on the Showtime thing. Jim Gray was like, you know, do you want a title shot? Yeah, of course I do. It's, you know, they can't avoid me forever. Soon I'll be number one. And, you know, I've talked to him too. You know, he's a little frustrated, but, you know, it, 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 that's what comes with the territory. You know this. Like, if you're a, the boogeyman, that's a great thing to be. That's a compliment. That means Dude. you are pretty much unbeatable. And I agree with you. Boots Ennis is that guy. You know, him and Virgil Ortiz are, like, two of the up-and-coming stars at Welterweight. Eventually, they're going to have to clash. And it's funny because Virgil Ortiz and, and Boots is now, like, the Spence Crawford. Everyone wants to see that fight. And fans are getting so upset that we're not getting Spence Crawford. Where, where do you stand on that? Do you still want to see it? Like, who do you favor in that fight?
1: I definitely want to see it, like, I'm, but the thing is, I wanted to see it for a long time, like Mm -hmm. I, I've been following Bud, he'll tell you, I've been following Bud for a long time, like I've known Bud for years, and Mm -hmm. it was before he moved up to 147, and before he was like, you know, well-known like he is, like, I've, I've been following him, I've been following Spence, and, um, I think that fight has to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I also understand that, like, you know, they they mean, at the end of the day, this is how they feed their families and they want to mm-hmm. be compensated for what they know that fight is going, going to be. Yeah. Um, that makes perfect sense. You know, I'm not I'm not surprised that that's kind of held it up. Um, I'm not surprised at all.
0: Yeah, I, I think if it doesn't happen this year and then we're getting close to it, to the to it uh, not being at its peak in terms of their uh, primes. I think Bud is still in his prime, despite... I think he's turning 35 next month. Errol is... is Bud still that old? Is yeah, is Bud man. It's crazy. it's crazy. I thought Bud was
1: like 33.
0: He might be 30. Maybe I'm aging him a little bit. But he's in his... He's, he's no spring chicken anymore, but he still has, he's still at the prime of his powers. We saw that against Porter. Right. And then Errol obviously has been through hell and back, but he's fighting Ugas coming up. That's going to be for, for three belts. <laughs> if he beats Ugas, which is no easy task, it's going to be Spence... Crawford for uh, unific- for all the belts, undisputed, if they can work that out. That's a fight that everyone wants to see. Uh, I know you like to play matchmaker, too, uh, on Twitter. Give us uh, three fights that you have to see this year, besides Spence Crawford.
1: Three fights that we got to see besides Spence Crawford. Yeah. Um, this year, we have to see Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they just got to do it. I you know? agree. Like, like, I would say that's one of them. I would say uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua.
0: You could say Spence Crawford. <laughs> that's a big nah,
1: one. i say that one because there's other ones that I, I, that I feel like I have right. to see.
0: Some of these lightweights?
1: Yeah. I would want to see Ryan Garcia and Tank. Oh, yeah they just been going back and forth and I feel like that's that's a good a good mm-hmm. fight so I said Fury, Joshua Ryan Garcia and tank and I would like to see hmm it's
0: a lot There's so many good options out there I want to make sure
1: I ain't leaving one that I really want to see else. is
0: Canelo Canelo's rumored to be fighting a lot of different guys. Uh, you you mentioned the heavyweights.
1: I, wanna, I, I do want to see. I want to see Canelo fight. Uh, fight Boo Boo, but I'm not gonna list that as my third <laughs> fight. Yeah, I really think somebody need to fight him
0: though. I like, agree, they, man. I agree.
1: They all, you know, I I like. People can say what they want. Like they, somebody need to fight him.
0: Like. Well, as of right now, I just checked Twitter. Uh, Andrade, according to sources, is vacating at 160, and he's going up to 168, where he's going to fight a mandatory then to become Canelo's number one contender. But as we know with Canelo, he's jumping around weight classes. I agree, man. I, I feel like Andrade gets the an elite. You know, Canelo kind of clowned him after that that fight. Uh, you know, you know, in that press conference, but press conference where he
1: was like, <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, like
0: you, he did crash it, though. I mean, he, it was Canelo's night. But when you're injured, you, he, he, you can't say that he doesn't want it. You know, he's not he's doing everything he possibly can uh, to get these shots. But uh, what do you stand on Canelo? I know, uh, you know, he's probably pound for pound one or two. Um, there's like a big debate on who could beat him uh charlo jamal charlo is one of the names that's being thrown around uh obviously there was like a talk of, of canelo going up to cruiserweight who do you think is out there that can beat canelo is there a style you think that's out there that can beat canelo right now
1: i'm not gonna say it's a style because i think canelo has fought every style mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's he's fought every every kind of fighter yeah. um, you know i think people try to try to take Take away from what he's done because of you know how he's done it or what their opinion on or, mm-hmm. or their opinion or view of how he's done it and he's picking these fights and he's not fighting nobody that's a threat but you know I I follow closely and I saw people saying Billy Joe Saunders is gonna give him trouble and then they were saying mm-hmm. Plant was gonna give him trouble and then you know it was like Triple G can beat him and he didn't <laughs> win the, it wasn't it wasn't a draw and then he fought him again and I went to the fight and he beat him and so who do you like, think won the first fight? I thought Triple G might have won that one. Yeah, so did I. I wasn't I wasn't mad at a draw, but I was like Triple G might have won this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second fight, I was like Canelo won this fight. Yeah,
0: I agree um, there too. He stood his ground think, more.
1: Yeah, he, he stood he stood his ground and he he won the fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't I don't know if it's a style out there. I think it's a lot of fights out there that that would be good fights. I think Charlo is a good fight for Canelo. Mm-hmm. Um but I think those dudes that like 175, uh, yeah. Dimitri Bevo, yeah.
0: uh,
1: Better beef like, those mm-hmm. like that, I feel like those, that's, like, when he going to get into, like, he going to get pushed, I think, you know, in those fights. But I also think, like, like we were just talking about, Boo-Boo, I think, like, he has to give him a shot, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, those are fights where it's, like, their athleticism, how they can box, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, those are good fights for him. Um, but I think the the person that I think can beat him, that if I had to if I had to put my money on it, Andre <laughs> Ward.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, that's the fight. People always been asking Andre for it. Still, now as he's retired. That's my boy. I know and that's your guy. I ain't saying because
1: he my boy. I ain't saying it because he's my boy.
0: Yeah.
1: I think if I think if anybody, if I had to put my money on somebody, and I love Canelo too. Like I'm mm-hmm. a huge I'm a huge Canelo fan. Right. I think Drake I think Drake can be the guy to beat him.
0: Do you think Drake could beat him right now?
1: I mean, Drake or Drake in his prime. Drake's not an old man.
0: <laughs> I know he's not. I, I work with him at ESPN. He's not old. He's still in good fighting shape. He's not old,
1: but I mean, it is rushed. But I mean, yeah. he, he's not. He's not new to that. You know, he's not. He didn't have a few uh, times away from the ring. He is older mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, he. I think he would have to, you know, get a fight or two in. But I, mm-hmm. I believe in Drake, man. I think. <laughs> I think I think highly a Dre. Like of oh, course. He's a beautiful so, like, boxing
0: mind. Uh he But I think it's the toughness Hamer.
1: and the will. I think it's the toughness, the will, the like the the ring mm-hmm. IQ, mm-hmm. the experience. I think he'll I think he'll have a, a great chance. Yeah, stylistically,
0: um, I think someone that's gonna be Canelo is someone that's gonna be kind of like a Golovkin who can hit really hard, who can throw 70 plus punches around, who uh can jab, who can kind of like push Canelo back. Like you saw the Caleb plant fight, like I think Canelo knew right away, like, Plant just didn't have any power. He, he didn't respect anything that Plant was throwing. Yeah. He was able to walk him down, like, kind of stood in front of him at times. He let him, you know, he wasn't kinda... worried
1: about what was coming back. Exactly. That's when you're fighting Canelo,
0: exactly. So, the guys at 175, like, Better hits like a, like a horse. The guy's 17 and 0 or 18 and 0 with, with 18 knockouts. So, when Canelo, I do think he'll eventually go up to 175. I think he'll sit it. Only
1: thing with, with Better is he does hit hard, but yeah. Canelo is. A slick fighter Mm you know what I'm saying like it's not like he like the speed like he's super fast right so I think he would have a little bit of trouble maybe hitting Canelo and you don't know how he'll respond to Canelo hitting him you know what I'm saying like better be has hit
0: the canvas a few times better be yeah
1: like I don't know man like I just (laughs) saw he I watched he said he just fought uh Marcus Brown
0: yeah it was a great fight
1: yeah, and I like Marcus Brown. Like I was hoping he would have, mm-hmm. you know, pulled that one out some, somehow. But
0: yeah, that was a bloody fight, man. That was he, uh, better. Bev got cut over his over his eye, and then he started throwing. He started picking up the pace after he got bloody. He's up there in age too, better be He's 35, so. um you know, in boxing years, that's and he had a really long amateur amateur career. But yeah, I am yeah. interested to see what goes on with, with Canelo. Uh he's gonna be fighting in single Mayo, so he's gonna have to make his uh, mind up soon. I hope it's Charlie. I hope he don't
1: do that light heavy the I hope he don't go do that. Fight. Oh, the cruiserweight? Yeah, nobody wants to see that. man. I know
0: I got a lot of heat for that Dame, on Twitter because I was like, dude, no one wants to see that. Like, yes, it'll be cool. He's going up. He's cherry picking. I mean, it is what it is. Like he's cherry picking the a. he's not the best cruiserweight makabu The best cruiserweight is Maris Breedis. So Canelo is right. essentially going up there to pick off a belt um, and just to be a five division world champion. Yes, it'll be great. But there's so many other fights I really want to see for why don't you want to see that?
1: I mean, I respect it. I respect mm-hmm. it because you know I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, that's easy," because it's a fight. <laughs> it's a big dude; he can get caught. You know, right. it's anything can happen. So I would respect it. It's just that I would I would prefer to see him like get in there with somebody like that's a a threat to him in his in his weight class, like in his range, instead of him going up there to where it's like there is a risk, but like you know, you're more than likely going to win that fight yeah. that's why you're doing it you know you ain't gonna go up there and say all right if Usyk if Usyk comes down the cruiserweight I want to fight him like you're not gonna do that
0: <laughs> exactly uh it's, so it's like
1: that would be that would be the thing to me like the actual greatness in doing something like that I know if he did something like that
0: well Roy did it too Roy went up to heavy and he beat John Ruiz who at the time was not Considered the heavyweight champion, but you know, I had Roy on last week and he he says, No one else did that. Uh, he's all for it, wants to see He's supposed to say that, of course, of course he is. But then, and like
1: I said, I respect it because, yeah, not it's not like it's easy, like it's Mm -hmm. a tough thing to do.
0: Like, yeah, it is, it is hard. Makabu hits really hard. He that guy's big. I mean, he's not tall, but he is why. When they did a little face off at the WBC convention, Makabu is he's a big big dude. dude, yeah. Makabo, that's that's the big boys. Cruiserweight, that's yeah. one, that's a 15 pounds from, from heavyweight. Yeah, I'm excited to yeah. see what, what Canel's got next. All right, let's ask you your top five pound for pound. My top
1: five pound for pound, I'm gonna go Bud Crawford. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. Canelo, number two. Okay. Um Tyson Fury, number three. All right. Um I got Spence at four. And in a way at five.
0: There you go. Did you uh got you got to watch in a way fight? I know you uh were on Twitter. First of all, how do you like boxing Twitter? It's a, it's a pretty cutthroat uh avenue, right? Well
1: I have the fighters that I'm a fan of that I yeah. like. When they fight I'm cheering for them to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just fights that I watch where I'm like, I just I respect these fighters. I like you know what they bring mm-hmm. and I want to see a good fight. Like who's gonna win out of these two fighters? Right. I think on boxing Twitter, like the people react to everything you say about the person that they're a fan of, right. like if people get on there, like when Dre beat Kovalev the first time mm-hmm. and people were saying stuff, I was responding in a manner of like, don't talk about Drake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. when they talk about, you know, somebody else that I'm just, you know, I'm a fan of the sport. I, they're a good fighter and they fight another good fighter. Like mm-hmm. then I'll just reply with what I think. So I think a lot of times when I say certain stuff, people just respond like to, you know, I'm a fan of this person and they respond as a fan. Right, like I hear you. I had seen, I had watched inaway fight maybe two or three times mm-hmm. before I posted that on there and people was going crazy. And then all I did was get on on YouTube and I looked at more stuff and mm-hmm. then I watched his next couple fights and I was like, he is a beast, but, like, I think that – I think Donito no Donair can beat him.
0: Like, Dude, that's right.
1: Like, the fight that they – their fight, like
0: – It was a firefight.
1: Like, if they fight again, I think he could
0: – Did you see that they're negotiating to fight again?
1: Like, that's what I'm saying, but yeah. it's like
0: – Donito – Donaire is a throwback. Him, uh, Chocolatito, Roman Gonzalez. Like, we're not going to see the likes of those guys for a long time. Donair, almost Donner 40.
1: At San Lorenzo High School.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: My brother and all my cousins went there.
0: Okay. So you knew about Do- oh, Donaire for a while.
1: I knew he boxed like yeah. back then. I didn't even realize he was the same person. I didn't even <laughs> realize it was him until so my cousin was like, "You that he went to San Lorenzo with it. I was like,
0: "Dang, wow, he's something, man. He he's still doing it, man. He just beat, he had a great 2021. He won uh, two two. Uh, he had a, he won a title, defended it." Knock both guys out, and now he's going yeah, no, for I, all the smoke. Now he's going for uh, Inoue, which is gonna he's gonna do it in Japan too. I mean, that's real boxing. Best first, best. That's real boxing. I know that. Talking about real boxing, not real boxing. Everywhere I go, I'm the boxing guy. So say, yo, what is your take on Jake Paul? They always ask me. I don't got a problem with him. What's your take on Jake Paul?
1: I don't have a I don't have a problem with him. Um, I think that you know he. He he's fighting UFC fighters, you know. But they're at the end of the day, they're fighters. They might not be boxers, but they've competed in professional combat, you know, for a long time. And he hasn't competed in professional combat for a long time. So regardless of that, you know, the fact that he's doing away with him like he is, you know, he's knocking people out and he's looking better every time he gets in the ring. I think you just got you gotta respect it because for me as a fan of fighting. And as a person that like trains in boxing, like I don't have no real desire to get in the ring and fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have no desire to do that because I know what it—the risk of that. You know what I'm saying? I know that this hurt business is dangerous. Like you don't get in there and play if you're not
0: mm-hmm.
1: full, like 100 percent, your heart is into that. So for him to be going into it like he is and committing to it like he is, you gotta respect it. I would like to see him. I don't expect to see him fight Canelo. Like, you know, he's saying I don't actually expect him to.
0: I've heard rumors. But
1: I would like to see him like I would like like to see him fight like some some stiff boxing competition like a like a fighter. You know what I mean?
0: Like, like a real boxer, even though maybe he'll have like five, six losses, but not an MMA guy. I know what you're saying like not like a circus act like not like a real box like Tommy Fury is not a real boxer but I don't know. I told Marcus Brown he should fight him oh marcus brown would destroy him i mean but would splatter him
1: it, that's that's the weight you know what i'm
0: saying i know. Like, I, I, like, I i'm i don't know I, i'm interested in see what he's gonna do next like i don't problem with him i think he brings more neck uh more positives than negatives to the sport brings more eyeballs uh he's doing great things for amanda serrano uh women's boxing and now he's going after dana white like hard like, what are you he's doing
1: for amanda serrano is cool like that's yeah. Like that's, that's what I, that's what I respect the most. You know what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. not just drawing all his attention on himself and not actually fighting. He's actually fighting, <laughs> like he's going he's training. He's going in there and fighting. Yep. And he's also putting, you know, a female fighter on and putting her in a better position than probably any other promoter would do for Absolutely. her. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I respect it. And my only thing is I want to see him like keep fighting better competition like Mm -hmm. actual boxers you know people that people that are specialists at stand up and throwing punches and not getting hit you know what i'm saying Mm
0: -hmm. i I think like nothing else right i I think time is running out on that He'll, he'll have to eventually he keeps winning and he wants to keep making top dollar like he hears the, everyone saying, you've got to fight a boxer. You've got to fight a boxer. So, I mean, he can't be fighting MMA guys anymore. It's eventually no one's going to, you know, the interest isn't going to be there anymore. So it's going to come to People point- want to
1: see him respond to something.
0: Exactly. Like they want
1: to see him get dropped and get up and <laughs> see if he still want to do it. You know, right, like, you gotta earn I think respect. that's what people want to see.
0: Yeah. I, I agree there. And yeah, you're right. If he does, the if the only thing he ever did was what he did for Amanda Serrano and elevating women's boxing, she's now fighting Katie Taylor, uh, that's going to be. Oh, she's uh, fighting Katie Taylor. It's not official yet, but it's that's it's looking that way. It's going to be April thirtieth at the Garden. It's the biggest women's fight in the history of boxing in terms of accolades, uh, in terms of purses. I think both ladies are getting over a million dollars for the first time. I mean, Jake Paul made that happen. If <laughs> that's the only that's, thing he ever does and in that's, boxing, and
1: that's what it's about. Both of them ladies getting over a million dollars. Like, if he's if he's bringing something to the table that's like. Making that possible, then you yeah. gotta respect it.
0: He's gonna make a ton of money see too. Promoting a
1: female fight that I want to see. Um, I think that's a great fight, um, but I want to see um, gonna, Alicia Mayor, Bumgarner, Bumgarner, yeah, bro.
0: Mayor, dude.
1: They need to go ahead and scrap, dude. I, I haven't had... seen a female. I haven't seen a female put a another female out like yep. she did in yep. her last fight on her feet. I, since Ann Wolf, like she, and she was out. Like they got a fight,
0: man. Dude, that fight is percolating perfectly. That's I also, I love women's boxing because it's this is not as deep as the men's division. So the top um, competitors have to fight. And you're they right, Alicia, fight. Alicia Bumgarner. That was a outstanding knockout. Terry Harper had her frozen dead in her tracks, and I had Bumgarner on on the show, and she talks that trash, and and Meyer does too. It, they're, it's a, they're on a crash course. I think this year is going to be one of the best years for women's boxing because we're going to get bumgarner Mayor, We're going to get Serrano versus Taylor. We're also going to get Galercia Shields fighting Savannah Marshall. And if I don't know if you know the backstory of that. Savannah Marshall was the only— She beat her in the Olympics? Before the Olympics. The Olympic trials when uh, Shields was 17. It was the only loss. That was the only
1: loss she had before she won it back-to-back, right?
0: Right. The only loss she's ever had in boxing— Came to Savannah Marshall. Savannah Marshall, yes, seventeen years old, but they're on a crash course too. So that's three huge fights in women's boxing. Savannah
1: Marshall can Savannah Marshall can fight though. I watched her I, like two fights ago. I watched her fight, and she's tall, like mm-hmm. she's a big girl. Yeah. But Clarissa Shields, she's quote, good. top dog,
0: baby. Yeah, she's she's does good things for boxing, and she's going over to MMA. I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, she, she does good things, man. She is. She is the real deal. I mean, she paved the way for a lot of these women that are in the sport now. You know, she took it to another level, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to what she's going to do next. All right, Damon, let's get you out of here. But first, this interview is being brought to you by the Esports Boxing Club. It's the newest video game. It's coming out this year for all consoles. It's got a lot of hype. The player, uh, the the gameplay is sick. They pretty much have every fighter in it. they got Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Joe Frazier. You got Wilder. You got Canelo in it. Is um, Floyd on? Floyd. I think they're still, still trying to nail down Floyd. And and Floyd um, like
1: Michael Jordan on all the NBA games in the back in the day. <laughs> they never had Jordan on the game. Floyd <laughs> right. Floyd never on the game.
0: Floyd's probably making I his own game. I still play
1: Fight Night Champion, bro, on oh. PS3.
0: Yeah, I know. But this game's better, man. I'm telling you. The gameplay's I sweet. saw it. The gameplay is really good. Uh, they got everyone in it. This game is is really starting to make some noise. Um, but I know you're going to get your copy of it, but who would you play with in the eSports Boxing Club?
1: I usually, when I play, like, boxing games, I usually do, like, a career mode. Mm-hmm. So they, I hope they got it on there, like they some do. type of
0: career mode. You can make yourself. Um,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I would do. I always do that. Like, it's, hopefully they got, like, a cool story mode, and then I'll probably do my own little career but i saw i saw the video of it bro and that was crazy like yeah. that's gonna be the best boxing game ever like you can tell just like the, the quality of it and they are not just like stiff moving punches. Mm-hmm. like they fainting, they moving their head they going slow you can put weight on the front leg back leg pivot all that like that's like a real boxing game
0: yeah Boxing world needs it. It's been a long time graphics since was, was, graphics yeah. was on point too. So. Everything on point graphics, all of, all of uh, the fighters. It's been a long time, a long time coming. Boxing fans have been deprived of their video games. So now we can get career mode. Dame, you can play career mode. All right, man. I enjoyed this very much. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. I know you're a big boxing guy. Uh, appreciate the support. Uh, boxing yeah. world. We, we, we love when you tweet boxing. Everyone freaks out when they see Dame uh, tweeting about it. It's like you and Rosie Perez. Are the two, like, bro, non-boxing... Me and Rose,
1: we talk boxing all the time. Really? Me and her talk boxing all the time. I'm like, um, my favorite sport, obviously, is basketball. But mm-hmm. basketball and boxing is 1A and 1B. That's awesome. Like, that's how deep it is, bro. So, that's hopefully, great. y'all send me one of those copies early, man.
0: <laughs> oh, they will. They will. They Once they heard I was having you on, they they were a full bore. And uh, you'll definitely be getting a copy of it. Dame Lillard. yeah. Yes. There you go. Appreciate it, my man. And uh speedy recovery. See you out on that court uh, sooner Appreciate rather it. than later. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, man. Yep. Let's do it again, bro. I'm down. That interview was also brought to you by FTWR, the Fit Warrior brand proudly serving the next generation of fighters since 2016. Check out their website at www.ftwrbrand.com to find the freshest gear in all of the fight game. I mean, a big fan of his and just to hear from someone of that stature, you know, who loves boxing that much. I mean, this guy knows the sport was just like after the Zoom interview ended. And like, obviously, most of the time after I interview someone, you know, after the Zoom is over, they just say, all right, thanks, bye. And they just stop the Zoom. Me and Dame spoke for like 10, 12 more minutes about boxing. You know, he was talking, you know, dishing on his favorite fighters. The guy just eat, breathes and sleeps boxing so i'll have him on again for sure uh maybe around a big fight maybe before uh canelo whatever canelo decides or maybe even before uh you know april 30th which i think is the next really big date in boxing obviously there's a lot of big dates as we went over our top 10 uh favorite uh my top 10 favorite fights uh of the year but that was a thrill dame lillard is the man um uh, definitely have him on again like i said next week i got a heavy hitter a real legend in the game. Uh, we're going to go over his entire career. Uh, we're going to go through everything, uh, with this mystery guest. I will reveal it next week on, on Twitter and obviously ask for your questions. I love to be able, I love for the listeners to be able to get involved in this podcast and ask questions to, to these legends. So I'll always, that will always be a, a part of the show, working on some big things for the show as well. Uh, some stuff that I'm, I could be coming soon in terms of content and, and, you know, bringing this show to a, uh, and, you know, taking it to a, a, the next level. Cause it's been a great, you know, five, six weeks. Uh, it's been a great couple of years doing this. I love doing this show, but boxing world, like I always say every single week is buzzing. It really is. Uh, with the news of Cambosos now potentially fighting Lomachenko in Australia, that's going to be a huge event. You know, whatever Canelo decides to do is obviously going to be a big time, whether it's Bivol, whether it's uh, someone in the PPC, But Benavidez obviously is in the news now because Samson Lefkowitz uh, pretty much said that in order for Benavidez to fight Andrade, he has to have seven million dollars, which would be more than he would ask to fight Canelo. That was an interesting interview. But whoever Canelo chooses, it's going to be a big event. You know, obviously, like I highlighted with these heavyweights, too, I think that the heavyweights are going to, uh, you know, really shine this spring. Uh, whether it's Joshua prevailing against Usyk, uh, I think Usyk will be the favorite. Obviously, Fury is the favorite. So let's just say Fury and Usyk win. Ideally, they would fight in a four-belt unification. I that would believe would be the first time ever, because I think Lennox Lewis was a three-belt unification. Uh, you can fact check me on that. But you know, that could be a huge fight at the end of the year. Uh, because you know that Tyson Fury is not gonna fight just once. You know, Usyk's not going to fight just once. I wish they could have fought sooner, uh, but we got rematches and we have, you know, WBC get involved and, you know, general boxing politics getting in the way. But between those big fights and these other supplemental fights, the boxing schedule is loaded for the next couple of weeks. That is a wrap for this edition of Inside Boxing Live. We'll see you next week with a massive, massive guest. Thanks as always, everybody.